Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome to Awaken 24 Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Oliva, giving you the tools to stay in the driver's seat of your mind 24 hours a day. Today is cool. It is 11.20 at night. I'm in my backyard, which is where I do most of my podcasts. Anyway, <laughs> um, and we're going to talk about self-awareness. We're going to talk about revenge. And it is a big thing. When you feel wronged, okay, when people do things to you that you feel are unfair, and the majority might feel are unfair, what do you do in retaliation to fight back, to gain your self, to gain your integrity, to gain your self-worth, to show that you can stand up and, and be the greater of the, the people who are hurting you, right? Um, or trying to hurt you. So what do you do with that? A lot of people in the same kind of, what's the word, response would be fight back. I mean, if someone's in front of you and they're throwing their hands at you, of course, you defend yourself and you fight back, right? You got to get home. That's what you do. But however, when they come to throw dirt on you, uh, speaking your part, uh, standing up in that way is totally necessary. However, when all is said and done and you mull it over, you know, after a few days or so and you're like, well, I was wrong. I was this. I was that. They did this to me. You put yourself in the victim seat. You make yourself validated to a victim mentality. You say, people did A, B, and C, and I now have the right, because I'm a victim, to fight back. And fighting back is not wrong. Not at all. But the perspective of being the victim and being taken advantage of or being lied to is our fault. Plain and simple. Um, either we accept that shit has happened and then you build skill, you build the right perspective and the right thinking habit and you make yourself stronger and you succeed or you claim the victim seat and you try to find as much dirt, try to do everything to get back at people, uh, and understand when you throw dirt, you also get dirty. Pick, think of it. Go in your backyard if you have one. Go to a park if you don't have a backyard, uh, a front lawn or whatever, and pick up dirt. If your hands ultimately do not get dirty, one speck of that dirt, you can prove me wrong. <laughs> um, Speaking literally, of course. Now, when you pick verbal dirt and you take the stance to fight back, um, to claim something, to gain something that wasn't yours in the beginning, eh, obviously, what happens? You do have to face lots of stresses. You have to face lots of agony. You have to prepare yourself with the right perspective so you don't fall into, you know, self-destruction, a depression, and self-doubt. When you are so self-aware that you know exactly what your flaws are, what you're getting into, you make conscious choices to fulfill certain things that you're going to do, and then when people flip the switch on you, they either uh, take away the opp an opportunity or try to, or try to hurt your person, your, your character, and spread rumors and understand that that is their problem. Uh, actions speak louder than words in this case. You building up and being the better of the person 
to make your skills better, to make your person better, to give yourself the right perspective, to gain a greater opportunity, to work the greater opportunities and build the greater opportunities means more. So I'll use me as an example. Um, many, many moons ago, <laughs> many moons ago, um, I had two people in my life who tried to do exactly that. Uh, spread rumors about me, uh, tell people I was crazy, I was mentally retarded, um, tell people I had uh, personal issues, which were lies, obviously. Um, and just try to make my life miserable every day, doing things, setting me up people to try to make me fail, um, doing specific things to try to get me arrested. Uh, my fight back was to bring it to them in their face and you know, discuss the point, then to argue the point, in which just left me in a victim mentality because I was, why are they doing this to me? Why should they be doing this to me? Why are you doing this to me? Blah, 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 blah. And um, it was a really sad story. Um, however, uh, when I flipped the switch and became the ultra-aggressive, um, get-out-of-my-way kind of mentality, uh, they did get out of my way, and things worked out very good. Once that was done, I went to build my own life. Got away from these two people. Spent years in self-introspection to get rid of these wrong mental habits, wrong perspectives, wrong thinking cycles, and rip out the self-doubt and this negative self-talk that built up over the years that I locked into the victim mentality. Um, having to find justice, having to fight back, having to stand up and throw dirt back at people who were trying to throw dirt at me. Though I didn't spread rumors, I brought the dirt to them personally. Um, so it, it wasn't comfortable, but it was empowering. Like, I felt better that I actually spoke my mind. However, I didn't feel great that I was still in the situation. And I personally did not see any way out until I decided enough was enough, do the thing I never did, and that was to demand. Set ultimatums, stand by it verbally, aggressively, um, and in action, not physical action, but verbal action, uh, discussion, and argument. And uh, I got my way. I got these people out of my life. After that, I took eight years, and you'll hear another podcast, eight years of self-introspection, because it wasn't enough that I ripped out those two people's influences in my mind during a weak state of mind for several years. I had to end up going into my own personal history and ripping out what had developed over that long period of time. In so doing, I went into different stages of depression. Um, major self-doubt. All the while, I was still in there screaming, hey, this isn't the end. This is temporary. You know, it will pass. You will go forward. You will get better. Push, push, push. Keep going. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. And that lasted for eight years or so. And it wasn't until just recently, three months now. <clears throat> Some of my podcasts you hear like two months. It's been a month. It's been two months. It's been two and a half months. Now it's almost close to three months. I think this week should be about the third month. And I'm not counting. I'm just observing uh, time just so I can track my growth because uh, I don't want to 
default, and it's very hard for me to default at this point when I'm 100% into self-awareness, 100% into growth mindset, and the accountability state. So, um, these three months, I worked, obviously, for eight years, and the start of this year, 2019, um, I started going into my history, my person, my character, my personality, my self-view, and view of the world. And I literally ripped every piece of shit out (laughs) and restructured and reprogrammed and planted new seeds and nourished those new seeds. And then the momentum built up so intensely that three months ago, it broke. The old me broke, shattered. There was no other ground to stand on. It was done, paralyzed, and I beat the shit out of myself. (laughs) Of course, emotionally and mentally, I kicked my ass. (laughs) I fucked myself up so good. And um, that old me just died. And I became something new. What became new? My perspective. Why is perspective underrated? Because we think it. See, some people hold fast to emotion. Some people hold fast to thinking. I let go of both. And I simply stated, I am done with all of it. Everything I stood by, my views of the world, views of myself, my personality, my character, and my personal beliefs. And I let it all go, threw it out in the garbage, put it on fire. And when the fire was out, added more fire to put that fire out because, you know, to burn the shit out of that fire. (laughs) Metaphorically speaking, of course, because I didn't want any remnants left, any specks of dust. And then I just had to do a little bit of sweeping because if you burn something, there's still little remnants here and there that you got to work through. Um, but that momentum is so low, which is great. So in three months, I fucking changed. I was a beast. <laughs> and I realized uh, within these three months, even though I had 38 years, uh, no, geez, 31 years of meditation and self-introspection and even coaching other people which led them to very you know good lives but me I was still in this deep 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 circle cycle sorry um, that just kept messing me up I let it all go and in three months I became a better version of myself and I created that new self the self that didn't do the, the self that does the things that I did not do all those years See, things I didn't do ended up leaving me financially unstable. Um, Very, very emotionally fucked up. And perspective-wise, really, really screwed. And I ripped that shit out. That's why my podcast series are all about fixing perspective. All about taking responsibility. All about saying it's my fault. All about changing your story. Because I know once you do these things, it is a 100% turnaround. You will find growth. You'll make it. You'll do it. And then it's all about nourishing. It's like being reborn in your mind. You're being reborn. Becoming something you never had thought in the old you. Because you're done with it. Because I was done with the old me. I let it all go. What I thought I had in skill was good. However, became obsolete, useless. All right? There's no way in the past that the person with that perspective I had 
was going to actually succeed with the skills I developed. Now the person I am finds a way to make these skills useful in society and works on learning the things I did not learn before, like doing real business, not taking examples of business from people who suck as a person <laughs> and as business owners. Like, you don't want to take um, an example of success from someone who is always hurting for money. You know, like I never educated people or coached anybody on making their finances better because I never touched that area in my life. It was all about personal growth, person, your, your own personality and changing perspective. Though it helped them, I didn't apply it. Hence why I ended up the way I did. And then, though I'm not ultra rich, I'm not even rich. Like, I'm not. I don't have a lot of money now like because of those results. What happened was when I changed my perspective and applied that change into action, made, made it tangible, I had better opportunities and I learned that the skills that I did possess can be or are malleable, meaning they can be fit to specific types of skill sets that are required to work in companies, businesses and whatnot. So now the thing is to build up that skill to be appropriate, you see? Now, if you're afraid of changing certain things about yourself, you will indeed never succeed. <laughs> if you fear changing things about yourself, you will not succeed, ever. You will succeed in never changing yourself, staying right where you are. Now, if you feel you don't need to change yourself, you feel happy with where you are, you are totally in fucking, you know, like cloud nine, you're awesome. Okay, you're financially stable, you're mentally, emotionally stable, your relationships are well-balanced and well-developed, um, you're good. Okay, that's cool. But if you're not, or if you're not happy with where you are, maybe you have enough money and you're just like, well, there's gotta be something more to life change something. I don't know what that change is. I don't know you. I wish I knew the people who are listening. I know some of you. <laughs> but, um, you know, ultimately, if you don't adjust, alter, you know, refine, you'll always stay in the level you're at. The meditation is if you don't refine um, your mind, you'll always be stuck in the same cycles of thinking. I know that firsthand. This is true. So with self-introspective meditation, you look and observe and start to see what is your cyclic thinking and cut it off. Cut it off by one very simple technique. Stop. <laughs> when you recognize you're going into a cyclic loop, a cycle, a looping thought pattern that brings you what you've always received, you cut it off. You stop breathing. You stop breathing, you stop thinking. So you just exhale and stay focused on that exhale. And then stay focused on the in-between breathing and, uh, yeah, the in-between inhaling and exhaling. That's how you catch your thinking. And then you get to decide. Put in a new thought. Put in something else. Instead of saying, fuck my life, you know what I mean. Instead of saying the things you say that just make you feel like crap or never push you forward, you say the thing that actually pushes you forward. And then hold yourself accountable to make that thing happen. 
Because all the positive thinking, it's not going to help you unless you apply. So you have to apply. You have to change. You have to push yourself. Think about this. You learned how to walk. You fell how many times? Did you stop? No, you kept pushing. Remember the first time you rode a bike? Or if you never rode a bike before, please go rent one, go buy one, go borrow one, and try to learn how to ride. And just put yourself into this situation. Because the first time you ever do anything, you fail. And as we get older, we don't want to fail. We don't want to fail in other people's eyes. But when you're a kid practicing riding a bike, when you're four or five years old on training wheels, and then the training wheels come off when you're, I don't know, five or six, and it depends on, you know, how fast the kid learns. Does that kid stick? Oh, everyone's making fun of me. No, they fall, they cry, they get up, they try to do it again. Well, they don't want to do it again because it hurts. They don't want to fall. They're scared. And what does your parent do? As a parent, what do you do if you're a parent? Or what did your parents do to you? Get back on. It's okay. I got you. I got you covered. And then let go of the seat and let you ride into the fucking wind. And you're just like flying on the sidewalk or in the park or wherever you are. And you're like, yay, I'm free as a bird. And then you hit a tree. Or you fall. Or you control. And you stop. And you're so excited that you overcome. You see, my son... Last year, we took his training wheels off. He was five years old when that happened, in the summer of last year, 2018. Just about. And um, we took his training wheels off, and he couldn't gain balance. He was just like, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this. I'm like, come on, man, let's try it again, let's try it again. He tried a few times with me, he tried a few times with his mother, right? And we, we, we really tried to push him a little bit. I think ultimately, about two or three times, he was really down for it. And then we didn't, because, you know, it became fall, he started school, and time on that, and that was it. So, this year, I said, hey, let's go to the park. So he puts his helmet on, and my wife says to him, are you going to take your bike? And he said, yeah, I'm going to take my bike. <laughs> so I looked at him, and I just smiled, like, yes, he's going to take his bike. So we took it out. Remember, it has no training wheels. And we brought it out to the park. And um, all the way towards the park, which is only maybe about a, a minute walk, my door um, he was trying to ride couldn't get it trying to ride couldn't get it we were in the park and every time he seen the balance I let go of his seat he would ride then fall up again no actually not fall because I told him if you feel you're going to fall stick out one of your legs left or right and it'll stop you from falling he really applied that and he barely fell like really didn't fall much um, but he fell once and when he stopped his bike <laughs> he kept doing it and in 30 minutes the kid was riding by himself the next day, he did it again, had less trouble trying to gain balance, and finally got a little bit better the day after, and every day after that, which is only, how what day are we in? Jeez, it's only last week. And in only four times, he gained balance, ever in his life. Four times riding his bike, he gained balance, and he was riding. And now, after already a week, he's been riding his bike every day. The kid's really great. We have to be like that. This is why. When you get into a situation where people are doing things that are not very good, <laughs> either they're flipping the switch on you, you know, bait and switch. They tell you one thing and they do something else and kind of leaves you fucked, right? Financially, it leaves you screwed emotionally, whatever it is with you. You ultimately agreed to be in that situation. You can you know, complain, you can, I mean, you rightfully so, uh, ethically, you would probably be right to complain and try to fight for some type of justice to gain something in return, 
However, what do you have to go through in order to gain that? Are you willing to choose that suffering? Are you willing to choose that outcome? When I say suffering, I don't mean like the overall Buddhist idea of suffering or any other religion idea of suffering. I just simply mean, are you willing to experience more shit in order to gain something that you already have? So you have personal integrity. You're just not exercising it in the right perspective. You already have power and confidence. You're just not exercising it in the right perspective. So, we ultimately choose to be in the situations we're in. If we choose to get revenge, we're also choosing the victim mentality. We're not choosing the warrior mentality. The warrior knows that the battle's already won. It just finalizes it by kicking the shit out of the other person. <laughs> um, so, that just makes me laugh, sorry. <laughs> so, what I mean is, if you know what decisions you made... No matter what anyone does, they can't break you. They can't hurt you. You can ultimately choose. But the loss is what? Money? I agree. Money is extremely important. 100%. But even the time wasted on getting your revenge, your justice, your integrity on tact, whatever it is. You could have been out building your skill, meeting and networking, uh, preparing the right vision for your future and your better self and becoming a success. So that five days of you arguing could turn into three months of argument, could turn into a lot of bullshit. But you could have put that time into something more productive, like building a business, like getting an education, like getting a skill, like fixing the relationship with this person, spending time with your kid, reading that book, going for a walk on the beach selling shit that you don't need in your house right like there's a lot better things that can build up your person to be the better version of you why are we gonna dwell in bullshit because it's bullshit people have done nasty shit to me and people have probably done some shit to you and there's millions of people out there who people others have tried to hurt and make their lives miserable some don't go to jail, some go to jail, some die, some whatever. We have experiences of different types of stresses all the time. You're never going to be without stress, but our perspective can direct that energy system to something more productive. So getting what's right is really about what was your beginning decision. There's one saying in Buddhism, which I like a lot. I studied Buddhist and Taoism since I was eight years old, from Taoist to Buddhist. And then both um, became a lay disciple of a Chenzhen Dao, which is a complete reality sect of Taoism while I was in China on my first, uh, my first time around in China, several, many, many moons ago. And uh, one of these sayings is the Bodhisattva, Bodhisattva means enlightened sentient being. Okay, it's about a Bodhi, between the Bodhisattva's perspective and the perspective of a human, which can also be a Bodhisattva which means an enlightened sentient being. So, what is the difference? An enlight um, a person, a human, always worries about the outcome, while the bodhisattva always worries about the cause. And we use the word worry, but it's not like anxious worry. It's more of where the attention goes. So, the humans are more attentive to the outcome, while, you know, the, the unenlightened, <laughs> 
<laughs> the confused, the anxious, the worried, the stuck in their heads. And then the Bodhisattva, the enlightened sentient being, the one who is stuck in their head, but actually is in a better perspective than everyone else, um, only because they know that they do what? They worry about the cause. They put their attention on the causes. They decide A, they know B will come, and that's the end of that. There are telltale signs of what's going on in your relationship with people who are trying to hurt you. When you feel you can't see it, the signs have been there. Look, not everyone knows how to read people. You're not born learning how to read people, learn body. Uh, you're not born knowing body expressions. You're not, you know, eye movement and lip twitching and hands clasping and way you sit, the way you talk, the way you walk, the way you hold your posture. Nobody's born knowing any of these things that's a skill that you develop by consciously going out and making decisions to learn that shit which is a necessity i would say read robert green's uh, book the laws of human nature really goes through a lot of these specific things there are always signs that point to what is going to happen with you and another person always there's emotional signs there's verbal signs there's movement signs posture signs, okay, habit, habit signs, always a sign, so when you can't pick up on it, it's like a silent contract, when you don't know, you decided, okay, <laughs> you know, like you won't know that your husband or wife is an abusive maniac, right, they're telltale signs, they're subtle, but it's subtle because we didn't see it, we didn't recognize it, so what I tell you is this, you have to know you. What are you willing to stand for? What do you find brings you most value? And you go out and build that. Because if you don't, you won't get anywhere else but where you've always been. You know that. I know that. With that, because <laughs> I say that a lot. With this, I leave you podcast is over i wish you the best i thank you for listening to 26 and a half minutes of me rambling i think what i'm saying is the most amazing shit because i have 38 and a half years of it to talk about <laughs> oh man the things i can tell you the directions i can show you it's just an amazing thing because when i woke up and i was awakened I chose something different. And I decided never to make the decisions I made before. Total new decisions. So, if you have any questions or comments, please leave me an email, eric, E-R-I-K, at awaken24, that's numbers24.com. Our website is still being worked on, so that's awaken24.com as well. Have a wonderful day, have a wonderful life. Maybe one day we'll meet for coffee. Sounds good? Peace.